Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You say, well, not you, Pastor Mark. No, no, no. You are the light of the world. See, we have to be a light where he puts us, in the shopping centers, in the schools, in our neighborhood. Does your neighborhood know that you believe in Jesus Christ? Do they know? Does your light shine? You see, as we do that, we fulfill our purpose on earth. As Christians, it can be fairly easy for us to get intimidated by the thought of sharing our faith with others. Even more so, we can often let the idea of evangelism being a role exclusive to pastors become an excuse. However, in today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us that it's quite the contrary. In our study, we'll learn that each and every one of us has received the same calling to share the light of Christ with others. Whether it's through direct one-on-one or by speaking to the masses, Pastor Mark teaches us the importance of planting that seed. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 16, with his continuing study entitled, It's Time to Shine. So Thursday morning, got about 5.30, head out to the base, get there at 7 o'clock. And here's all these civic leaders, about 15 people. I don't know any of them. Of course, they don't know me. And uh, there's mayors from around here and big business owners and corporate people and all kinds of people that just this mixture uh, of different people in Brevard County. And we're going to spend the next uh, day and a half together. So I, I just said to God, okay, I got it. And we got on the plane. And we all had our name tags, and I sat them down, and I said this. Now, during the next 36 hours, you're going to come to Christ. (laughs) I got you on the plane, and man, I put that beamer on, and I just went right to their face. And I said, I'm the light of the world, and Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. And you are going to come to Christ. For those of you getting ready to turn off your internet, no, I did not do that. That's weird and stupid. You know, you don't go to somebody and say, when you come to Christ, I'm shining for Jesus. That's stupid. Understand something, guys. We never bring anybody to Christ. The Holy Spirit has to bring them. But I have to shine where I am, wherever you're going to be. You have to shine. 
Well, I get on the plane, and I really pray, God, I'm not going up there to go where I'm going because I've been there before and whatever. You, I'm going because I think he specifically spoke to me. I can be salt and light. Well, I got on the plane, not knowing these people, and we all got in our seats and sat down. And a couple of people, it was Thursday morning. They had the Today newspaper open to the front page. <laughs> in case you don't know, Calvary Chapel's sanctuary is on the front page of the Today newspaper. You know, that's just another one of those coincidences in life that don't relate to anything. Oh, I don't think so. So that opened a door. I began to shine. You mean, you're, you're the pastor? Do you know, this is amazing, it'll bring a number of people on that plane, when they saw the picture, they had no idea of any of the controversy. You know why? Because they don't go to church anywhere. And there was no interest in things of church. So over the next two days, I got to meet and be with them, and we went to different places and whatever, and places that were just fine, and just we're unbelievers go, and we do all those kind of things, and we just had a great time together. By the way, when you're around people, and they drink, and they gamble, and do all those kind of things, don't let it bother you. Relax, that's what we used to do anyway. You don't condemn people, you just love them where you're at. What was Jesus? House of Matthew, he went right in with them. Sat down and had dinner. He didn't walk in and go, cut that out over there, that's wrong, it's a sin, that's another one wrong over here. Guy sits next to me and has a glass of wine. They're talking about gambling that night. I just had a great time and talked to him about the Lord and whatever. Said, here's a 20, put it on for me, would you? No, I did not. But I get a chance when God opened the door. And here was their question. Why do you have so many people? I said, well, because we teach God's word and people are hungry to know how to live life. That's exactly right. People were hungry on that plane. I didn't push it. I just planted seed. That's what I went for. The next morning I got up. A certain individual walked with him. I believe he was a Christian. He just opened his heart to me. Unbelievable. Never saw me before in my life. You say, well, that's you, Pastor Mark. No, no, no. You are the light of the world. See, we have to be a light where he puts us in the shopping centers, in the schools, in our neighborhood, does your neighborhood know that you believe in Jesus Christ? Do they know? Does your light shine? You see, as we do that, we fulfill our purpose on earth. Now, I wrote a translation. This is a Balmer translation. You won't find it anywhere, so don't worry about it. Here's the Balmer translation of those verses. You are the light of the world, but you must let your light shine before people because concealed light is useless. What does that mean? Here's the danger. Light is useless if concealed or hidden. I can't be shining if there's no power in the flashlight. Where does the power in the flashlight come? You'll have to get the DVD teaching I did for the men. The, the power comes from being with God in our devotions. I'm charged. By the way, this morning, you're getting recharged in your light. And the more that I'm with God, then I'm ready to turn the light on. And God can use me. But if I try to hide it, if I'm afraid of people finding out who I am, well, the light, it's simply... Useless. So Jesus says, don't do that. Now, here's what causes us sometimes to try to conceal who we are. 
I'm sure you've heard this statement. My religious beliefs are very personal and private to me. Well, I respect that. But Jesus says that's not true. That's not true. You see, following Jesus is never, it's simply never in private. It's not in private. It's not ever lived in isolation. You'll see that in a moment. Now, what does that mean? That means in spite of people saying to you, I don't want you to talk to me. Well, I respect their wishes. See, when a door opens, I'm going to be light. When people says, say to you, engage you in a conversation, well, what about that church? What do you teach there? What do you believe about the Bible? What is the Bible? Many of those individuals that I talk to, and of course not there, but everywhere say, I've never opened a Bible. I don't even know what the Bible is. I said, no problem. You come. We'll tell you where to turn. It's very easy. We teach you how to learn the Bible. Because other people say, well, what if that person says, what about your church and all this? And then all of a sudden, I can tell that they're kind of going, Whoosh. what should I do? Now listen to me. I got your attention now. No, I stop preaching and I go to prayer. Not over them, but later. You can't ever push anybody into the kingdom of God. By the way, your prayers may not be answered for years. And they don't even know you're praying. But you're praying. So don't be preachy. We've forgotten quite often that we need to pray. So it's not done in private. Jesus said, you're the salt, you're the light. It's no good if it keeps in here. So it's got to be around people. It's no good if it's hidden. If it's under here, you can't see it. It's got to be here. So we are public. We don't do this thing in isolation. Otherwise, the world won't come to Christ. Now, I want you to see this verse, 2 Corinthians, and we'll go through it very quickly. Do you know the third thing we are? Salt light, but we're also, you don't even need to write this definition now, but we're also ambassadors for Christ. We represent the kingdom, not the kingdom of Calvary Chapel, but the kingdom of God. Look in here, verse 19. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell others. It's not private. We have this wonderful privilege of telling others. Verse 20, we are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us to speak to you. You're to be salt, and you're to be light. It's your privilege. It's your responsibility. The world is looking, seeking answers. They don't know what life's about. We have the privilege of doing that. Now, how do I let my light shine? I'll give you about three ways this morning. First of all, in Ephesians chapter 2, it tells us this. Jesus says, let your good works be seen, your good deeds. What does that mean? Well, Ephesians 2.10 says this. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. So that means before I was born, God had good deeds. And I'll show you those good deeds in just a moment. It's not just salt and light. It's actually good deeds that come from my life. People see me and go, wow, I like that. Let me read you a a true story this morning. I think you'll love it. This is a letter written by a, a new Christian who just came to Christ, and she's writing to the person that influenced her. Listen to this. You know, when we met, I began to discover a new vulnerability, a warmth and a lack of pretense that impressed me. I saw in you, the Christian, a thriving spirit, 
No signs of internal stagnation anywhere. I could tell you were a growing person, and I like that. I saw in you a strong self-esteem, not based on the fluff of self-help books, but on something a whole lot different. Obviously, it was God. I saw that you live by convictions and priorities and not just by convenience. Selfish pleasure and financial gain. And I had never met anyone like that before. I felt a depth of love and concern as you listened to me and didn't judge me. You tried to understand me. You sympathized and you celebrated with me. You demonstrated kindness and generosity. And not just to me, but to all people as well. And you stood for something. You were willing to go against the grain of society and follow Well, follow what you believe to be true, no matter what people said, no matter how much it cost you. And for those reasons, and a whole host of others, I found myself really wanting what you had. Now that I've become a Christian, I wanted to write to tell you I'm grateful beyond words for how you lived out your Christian life in front of me. That's it. We're different. We're real. We're not perfect. We're different. We're real. We're people of integrity. We're people of kindness. And they see these good deeds and go, I want it. Now, how do we do that? Every day, we're salt and light naturally and yet supernaturally. The lifestyle just flows out of us. One of the translations says this, just let your light shine. Just let it shine. It's not like, No, it's just, let your light shine. It's who you are. Write this next statement down. Live our lives every day to show that God is good and we are like him. See, so many people, the scripture says, let your light shine that people will glorify God. Because they're going to look at you and I and go, how can you be different? I know you. (laughs) And we're going to say, well, it's not me. It's God. People need to see that God is good. I want to throw up on the the overhead really quickly just a list of things. You see, Satan says, well, God isn't good, but God is good. Understand when you became a Christian, don't try to write this list down. Understand when you became a Christian what you got. If you're a Christian this morning, how good is God? Look at this. I have my sins forgiven. I have a clean conscience. I have peace with God. I have guidance. I have security. I have adventure. I never know what newscaster is going to be next. I just never know. I have fulfillment. I have power over sin. I have guarantee of heaven. And every day, naturally, I walk with the supernatural creator of the universe and myself. Guys, it doesn't get any better than that. When people look at us and say, Why are you fulfilled? Why do you seem to have purpose? I want what you have. That's why. If you've been a Christian a while, you probably forgot how great we have it. How great we have it. This morning, if you're a Christian, it's incredible. Now, what are some of those good works? Well, simple acts of kindness. This weekend... As with all of our things, we have hundreds of volunteers that made the graduate thing go off beautifully. Just volunteers. Kudos to you. Great job. All kinds of compliments from people. Just simple acts of kindness. Second, all kinds of good works. As I'm caring for people, as I'm generous, putting others first, being a person of mercy, being a good worker, just being a true friend, love in action, people go, hmm, there's something different. That's shining. That's shining. Third, 
It's not just good works. Evangelism, speaking with my mouth, speaking, letting it come forth, sharing the good news is one of those good works. So it's not just letting your light shine, but it will include sharing the gospel. Notice what 1 Peter 3.15 says. But in your heart set upon Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Do you have hope this morning? Yes. My life lives by it. I know it's, it doesn't matter if things are difficult or whatever. I have hope. Because of that, people go, how, how is that? And I should be ready to give them an answer. Now watch how I give them an answer. It's not like this. Well, you got to come to Calvary Chapel. It's the only way to God. You got to be part of this. Has nothing to do with Calvary Chapel. Has to do with Jesus Christ. All the news about this building has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It has to do with the person of Jesus Christ. Even the cross isn't it. It's Jesus, by the way, is not on the cross. He's in heaven. So how do I respond to people when they say to me, on that airplane, why do you have that? kind of peace and assurance. Why do I have it? How do I respond to them? Notice, with gentleness and respect. What does respect mean? Well, as I'm talking, and they want, yeah, that's really all I want to hear right now. Well, no, you got to hear the whole story. No, that's it. And we're still friends. There'll be another day. In your neighborhoods, are you ever being light and salt with gentleness and respect? You see, as Jesus taught these disciples, they learned to be salt and light. They turned their world upside down. We live in Brevard County this morning. Is there anybody out there that's searching for what we have? Yes. In John chapter 4, Jesus met a woman at the well. The woman became a Christian. She was Samaritan. She went immediately back into town and brought the whole town out to meet Jesus. And Jesus made this statement in John chapter 4. And he made this statement to his disciples who were kind of waiting. He said this, do not say four months more and then the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes. The fields are white to harvest. I want to tell you this morning, you are salt. You are light. You're making a big difference in this community. You're people of influence. It's because God lives in you. But we have a lot more to do. Open your eyes this morning. Look and see around you. This week, pray for God to open a door to be salt and light. Pray for him to open a door. Pray for him to open a door. Invite someone to church. Ask him about their walk with God. He'll open it for you. Don't cover up. Get the salt out of the salt shaker. Don't hide your light. Be real. Be compassionate. Be thinking of people. We have hurting people all over our community. They live next to you. They live next to me. Be salt and light in your community. Last night, I went home, went to bed. Usually after a weekend, I'm pretty tired. And I just laid down. It was just a couple minutes before 11, I got a phone call. Somebody sobbing on the other end of the line. So I answered the phone, prayed with her, hung up the phone and went, even though I'm, difficult, even though I'm tired, I, I need to do it. So I got up, called back to the hospital, talked to the social nurse, and went into homes. Got there about 
quarter to 12, 11.30, something like that. And what happened is, one of the family goes to this church. 16-year-old daughter, Ashley, was driving a car last night on A1A. Her mother sitting right next to her, and 39. And she lost, the daughter lost control of the car. Went across the medium in A1A. Missed two cars and hit a truck head on. She died immediately. The mother, 39. She teaches on Arawanas on Wednesday night. I had to go, and by then all the family members came. You know, working in the hospital all my life, I'm used to all this stuff, but it just, as I walked in the emergency room, lift up your eyes, the fields are white to harvest. She's hurting people everywhere. Every room, a story. Gunshots to whatever. I walked by one room, here's another one of the families from Calvary Chapel. Walked in and got to pray with them while I'm there. Then they saw what happened here and they asked us, what's the name? We want to pray for them. You see, guys, there's always somebody worse off. Then I had to wait and to go up to the floor with Ashley. She's 16. And I had been, the family didn't want to do it, so I had to break the news to her that her mother had just died. But I want to say to you something. It was hard, but the way I broke to the news to her was this. Ashley, your mom is now with Jesus. Now, if... I didn't know she was a believer. What hope do I have to give them? None. You see, guys, life is very short. He just couldn't believe it. Minutes before, he was talking with his wife. A couple of the other family members were in a truck behind it and watched it happen. We'll be doing the funeral this week. Guys, I don't know when the next one is. But our community needs the love of God. It was a privilege for me to go and share comfort in the hope of the Holy Spirit. You see, you are placed around friends and people no different than I am to be salt and light and to say to people, I don't know where you're at, but I got a God who can change your life. I want to encourage you this morning. Let's be salt and light. Let's continue to impact this community like never before. Look for a way. Don't hide it. Get it out of the salt shaker. If you're not real with God this morning, get real. If you're not shining and you're living a divided life, and you're into this and you're into that, and you say you're a Christian, but you confuse the world, cut it out. Get right with God. You're only ruining your influence for God. And people just need to see. They know we're just real, but God's changed us. In today's study entitled, It's Time to Shine, Pastor Mark discussed the importance of being an active light to the rest of the world. In our study, Pastor Mark taught us that rather than being a role-specific calling, Each and every one of us has received the responsibility of witnessing to others. Whether it's through planting a simple seed or leading someone right to Christ, Pastor Mark encouraged us to be that light day by day. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Achieving perfection in any sort of task can be quite the accomplishment. When it comes to God's law, we're quick to realize it's impossible if we're entirely honest with ourselves. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will reflect on how Christ taught the true meaning of God's law. Rather than a list of do's and don'ts, we'll learn how God's law is meant to be a guide in our day-to-day lives. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. 